I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 383 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is so great to be back here with you guys. I hope everybody made the best of this uniquely challenging summertime. I know that the school year is now upon us, and that presents some interesting challenges as well. I do have an awesome guest joining me today. Sean Parnell makes his third appearance on the podcast. He is now congressional candidate Sean Parnell, and I couldn't have been happier when I heard the news that he decided to run for Congress in the great state of Pennsylvania. In just a moment here, Sean is going to tell us the story of what led to him running for U.S. Congress. Sean also has a brand new book that dropped today, One True Patriot. It's the third installment of his fictional military thriller series with his star Eric Steele. Sean is, of course, a decorated combat veteran himself, and his real-world war experiences definitely come through in his fictional works. He is also the New York Times best-selling author of Outlaw Platoon, and that really needs to be made into a major motion picture. The story of what he and his team went through is just incredible and inspiring. Sean is a hero, he's a family man, and I am honored to welcome him back on First Class Fatherhood. Sean Parnell will be here in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Sean Parnell was recorded on video, and it is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between myself and the congressional candidate, please get over there to my YouTube channel, First Class Fatherhood, and hit me with a subscribe. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And Sean is kicking off what is just an outstanding lineup of dads to start off what I promise will be a month full of phenomenal guests on the podcast here. Tomorrow on the show, Sean Hannity will be here with me. I don't believe anybody has interviewed President Trump more or better than Sean Hannity. His show Hannity on Fox News is just a ratings juggernaut. His new book, Live Free or Die, is currently sitting on top of the New York Times bestsellers list. So don't miss out on my conversation with Sean Hannity coming tomorrow. Thursday's show is going to feature one of the greatest NFL linebackers of all time, Hall of Famer Andre Tippett will be here. Andre has been deeply impacted by the coronavirus. He has lost both his mom and his stepdad to the virus. His son also contracted it, so he will be here to tell us all about that and so much more. Andre Tippett, my guest on Thursday's podcast. And Friday, I have got a banger for the first Frogman Friday of the new season here. Medal of Honor recipient, former Navy SEAL, and former U.S. Senator from Nebraska, Bob Kerry will be here to close out the week. All right, and if you guys want to find out who else will be joining me here on the podcast this month, head over to my Instagram account at Alec underscore Lace and follow me over there. If you are enjoying the podcast, please consider leaving me a rating or a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to the show. So let's jump into it right now. As always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with combat veteran, congressional candidate, Sean Parnell. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, the barbershops are finally open, but I can tell you right now, there's hair in one place they're never going to cut, and that's right around the area that made you a father in the first place. And when it comes to such a delicate area, you need the right tool for the job. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that is waterproof with skin-safe technology designed to reduce nicks or tugs in those valuables in your short pants. Also, Manscaped just released their Shears 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and includes tip tweezers, 
rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file so you can pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners are going to save 20% off your order, plus get free shipping with my special promo code FATHER. Visit Manscaped.com and use the promo code FATHER and save 20% off your order, plus get free shipping. Manscaped.com, promo code FATHER, and you can shave that unwanted hair in your underwear today. Joining me now, First Class Father, Sean Parnell. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. It's the third time, three-peat. Three-peat. The first three-peat of the show here. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. I've been, man, I've been watching you rock and roll from the very beginning, man. This is is cool. This is cool. Our first interview, I think, was on the phone, right? And now you, all the the sexy Skype, high-definition video, you got your backdrop and your brand. It's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's nice to see you this time, too, to put a little face to the voice here now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, let, let's get a little update on the kids here. Uh, what, what, how old are they now? What grades are they heading into? Yeah, Ethan is 11, and he's going into sixth grade. Emma is nine. She's going into fourth. And Evan is seven. He's seven years old, going into second grade. Okay, and how have they kind of, I mean, I know we've all been in the boat here. How have they kind of managed the whole coronavirus thing, being home with you guys and all that? It's tough, man. It's tough. I, I remember back to my, my, like I said, my oldest son, Ethan, is is 11. And I remember trying to think back to when I was 11, thinking, trying to figure out ways I could fake being sick and get out of going to school, you know. Uh, But I see it affect all of my kids. But Ethan is like Ethan, especially is like he wants to go back to school to see his friends and play sports again and and have some level of normalcy in their life. And, you know, kids learn a lot, you know, just sort of outside the classroom as part of the school experience, how to interact with others, how to have good manners, you know. If mirroring cues from other kids right now, they're not getting that. And, you know, the home, the homeschooling or virtual learning stuff is really challenging. You know, all the kids have all different, I mean, all different teachers, obviously, but all different curriculums. Some teachers want things, you know, submitted on class dojo, some via email, some like they want pictures taken of the homework and texted. <laughs> some use Skype, some use zoom, some don't do it anything. I mean, it's just a nightmare. And they, it's so, and I got one laptop and I'm and I'm on it. So it, it's just it just has presented some really crazy challenges, man. Yeah, that, that same thing over here. I got the four kids and it's like, you know, they all at different times. They all need different things. It's it's definitely been uh, challenging and it's curious yeah. to see how it's going to work. I got one son that's like you there. It's up to him. He hopes they never open the schools back up again. <laughs> like, you know, for him, he's in his glory. Like, you know, but yeah. the other ones, they want to get back at it, you know. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think, you know, all like my kids like love, like love playing the video games. And I sort of let them get away with a little bit more now because, you know, they got their headsets and they talk to their friends. Um, and I, I want them to have some level of interaction with their friends. And, you know, while you follow the state guidelines, you want to make sure the kids are safe as well. So it, all of this has created unique challenges. But I guess the silver lining is I get to spend a lot more time with them. You know, and I, and I like that, and I'm grateful for that. I love that as well, Sean. It's been a big bonus for me to have the family together for so long. I, I'm a homebody like that. I love staying home, playing board yeah. games with the kids, and doing fun stuff. So, uh, I, I got a little bit of a bone to pick here with you here, Sean. Last time you were on, I asked you, are you going to be getting into the political arena? You said, I don't know. I mean, you could have helped me out by dropping the bombshell on the show here. But I'm so glad to see that you're in the race. Uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully the next time I'll be introducing you, it'll be as Congressman Sean Parnell. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but what has this experience been like for you, especially as a father? Man, I, I wish. So do, do you know the story? I, it, this is not this is not anything that's been in the cards. Like the last time we talked, it was in September. This was not on the radar at all. So so I was down in South Carolina doing a charity event in October. President Trump came to the district um, and he gave some big speech. Now, I've never met or talked to the guy at that point in time. So I just he I'd never met him. I don't know him. But he called me out randomly uh, in that speech to run. And I wasn't even there. And I get a call from my mom. And she's like, she's like an Italian woman. She's like, Sean. I'm like, what? What? And she's like, are you running for Congress? I'm like, Ma, no, I'm not running for Congress. And she's like, well, the president says you're running for Congress. I'm like, what? The president, I was like, mom, are you drinking in the day? Are you drinking? It's 11 in the morning. Like, you don't drink, you know? No, and she sends me this video. And sure enough, it's the president calling me out to run. And so, you know, I turned my life upside down and I got in the race. And I, I've been doing the, the political thing ever since. And I got to tell you, man, I really, this is awesome. I mean, I don't really care about politics. You know, I'm running with an R after my name. I believe what I believe. And I don't necessarily seek to find the Republican solution or the Democrat solution to the problems that we face of the day. I endeavor to find the right solutions, right? Like we need more leadership and fewer politicians in Washington. That much I know for sure. But the kids, man, this has been an amazing experience for them. Like, I, I mean, amazing. Like, they'll come with me on the campaign trail. They get an opportunity to see me speak. They didn't, you know, because I speak all over the country before any of this, they didn't really get a chance to see me. So they get to see a little bit of what dad does and they get to come to events and they get to see how important it is to defend freedom and get involved in the national discourse and advocate for the things that you believe in. And my son, all, all of my kids, uh, all of my kids got to meet the vice president. The vice president came here and gave us, we got to meet the vice president a couple times. Um, and they're getting like selfies with the guy. And I just think it's a once in a lifetime experience for kids. And it's just a, an unbelievable blessing to even have the opportunity to serve this country again. And, and to be a father of three young kids while, while you do it. And by the way, man, this is like the, the center of the political universe is my district. Like, the, I mean, there are some schools of thought that believe like the entire presidential race comes down to this little small portion of Western Pennsylvania. And so that's why this 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 race has gotten so much national attention. But my kids are along for the ride. And it's really cool, man. It's really cool. Well, I definitely think the people in your district are blessed to have you there. Ron, I mean, I, I couldn't be happier to see a guy. I love what you stand for. I love your values. And I think it's so important today. Like you said, I don't think it matters so much Republican, Democrat anymore. It's just what's important here. And I think we're losing sight of that. And I think hopefully this change is coming. And I know that this uh, Connor Lamb that you're running against there, he put this thing on the Twitter there about this death wish uh, how is it? Has there been any of this like backlash or any any kind of uh, threats against your family? Or what has that experience been like for you now that you're out there in the public running? I, you know, I, I my my message to people is like, look, I, I, if you're I can promise you one thing that we're not always going to agree. You know, I don't even. But, but why should we? I reject the notion that we should always have to gr agree on every issue. You know, I don't even agree with my own family around the, the Thanksgiving dinner table. What, you know, but what I can guarantee that as a leader, I will always show up for the people, especially in places where I know people disagree with me because that is what this job is all about. But there is a line, and I, I gotta admit, I was a little bit shocked to see, you know, the the you know, burn in hell and die nonsense. Um, 
you know, because I think our, you know, our, our country and the people deserve more respect. They deserve better than that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't believe in cancel culture. My only hope is that, you know, the Lamb campaign, you know, learn the lesson from that and tries to elevate their political rhetoric a bit. But this is what I hate about politics the most that, you know, uh, uh, you know, Lamb's latest attack on me is that, of course, I'm a sexist. Why? Because I believe that, you know, men want a strong women and women want a strong man. And I believe that children do better in a home with strong parents who love them. And I believe that men and women elevate one another. I don't believe that our success of one happens at the expense of the other. These aren't radical concepts, but in today's hyper politicized world, they are. And I just reject it. I reject all that stuff. What you see is what you get with me. Um, and, and, you know, I hope that, I hope that like what I bring to the fight is just, you know, a dis I'm discarding the politics of this nonsense and I'm focused on leadership. Again, can't promise people that will always agree, but I can promise people that I'll always be there for them. Yeah, well said, Sean. And uh, we need your leadership right now. You've been a leader on the battlefield. You're just, a, you know, you're everything the country is all about. And that's why I love to see you running yeah. in the race. And and one the thing that's big with me, I try to stay away from politics as much as I can on the podcast yeah. here. But, but one of the things like we've seen through this crazy year that we've had here, like the Black Lives Matter group that's out there and not openly on their statement is that they're out to destroy the nuclear family unit. And I can't possibly conceive why anybody would get behind that or how could that be good all through history? I mean, even looking at the beginning of the fall of Rome, once the nuclear family unit started to break up, that was beginning of the end for them. So I, I don't know how that could be a positive thing. And why are there people out there that are, what is the point of destroying? How could that be good for anybody? It's not. Well, I think, I think part of the goal of of these these sort of radical left wing groups, right? Whether you know it is to you know the dissolution of the modern American nuclear family leads to the 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 dissolution of the foundations and, and the tearing apart of the fabric that built this country into what it is today. And if you look at the mission statement of groups like Antifa, right? Their mission is to transform this country into what? I don't know, right? Uh, and Joe Biden has used the word, I will transform America when, when, I, when I win. And look, I, I agree with you. I'm not trying to make this political. But my personal perspective is this nation is exceptional. It's certainly not perfect, but I don't care. Show me a nation that is perfect. What makes this nation exceptional is that we always seek to right the ship. When slavery was was legal in countries all around the world, America gave hundreds of thousands of our sons and daughters to the righteous cause that ended it. So while America is not perfect, we, we do always seek to right the ship and we do it through discourse, right? Like 90% of the time, what makes this nation exceptional is the framework that our constitution sets forth to allow us to talk about our issues. But groups like Antifa, the looting, the rioting, the cancel culture, uh, the burning, the attacking of people for what they believe is fundamentally anti-American. And so any goal of when you see a goal of like the dissolution of the modern American nuclear family, it feeds into that greater motivation of sort of the transformation of, of this country into a sort of, you know, Marxist communist utopia. And I'm sorry, look, that's not hyperbole. That's what they want. Go look at their pictures, read their mission statements. They're trained Marxists and, and Marxists are, are essentially communists. And, and that's what the transformation of this country means. You know, that's what yeah. they want. Right. 
Right on with that, Sean. And you know what? I, I've had I've had the pleasure of having Craig Sawyer on the podcast twice, a former Navy SEAL, and he's he does the Vets for Child Rescue, going after human traffickers. And I've had Hugh Jackson awesome. on the show that deals with these human traffic victims. And I wish these these groups had that type of passion against this human trafficking, modern day slavery that's taking place all across the world. But we don't see that kind of like anger and and marching and all this stuff against it. And it really it really bothers me because it's affecting our kids and. And it's having taken a major toll on so many families all over the world. I think I, I totally agree with you. And and look, I feel like this speaks to a leadership issue that we've had in this country for a long time, you know, and that it's important for America to remember who we are, what we stand for, you know, and I, I'm running for Congress. And, and again, I, I hate even talking about this. And I loathe when people call me a politician because I'm like, oh, God, I'm not. I, I'm the opposite of that. Like, you know, I'm horrible at being a politician because I say exactly what I feel all the time. You know, I'm not I'm not good at this in that regard. But I'm running because I love this country. I'm running because people risk everything, you know, uh, to, to build a boat out of a pile of garbage to sail here across open seas to come to America for the promise of a better life and the freedom to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and by the way, that's different for everybody. That's why America is great. And so I'm running because like if it, in a perfect world, I'll tell you exactly what my mission statement is. Go to Washington, shrink the size of government, hit the reset button in every way that I can, because I, I firmly believe that a smaller government means more freedom for the individual, right? And that that's what I want. And when I'm done with that mission, I'm going to buy a farm in Western Pennsylvania and just live a life with my family and probably never run for politics again. Like, like this is not a career for me, man. This is just it's just a, a, the opportunity to serve the country. Yeah. And it is important. I mean, you know, the future of my kids, future of your kids. I mean, I want uh, uh, guys like you at the helm of directing where we're going here because we need it, man. We really do. And it's, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that President Trump endorsed you. I thought that was incredible <laughs> to see that. Uh, pretty wild, you know, so it's nuts. That was nuts. Bro, listen, I left the military 10 years ago, broken, broken. I had no idea what it was going to do with my life. And now I'm driving around in the motorcade with the vice president getting calls from the president. OK, don't tell me that this nation isn't exceptional. I watched you in three short years build this podcast into something truly special. The opportunities exist for all of us, man. You know, hey, hey, Sean, just for me, I mean, many years ago, I got a lifetime ban from Giant Stadium. Turn it around now. I was on the field interviewing Tom Brady, you know, for a show. So, I mean, <laughs> everything is possible here, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let me turn it into this now. Eric Steele has got a new adventure here, new book out today, third installment of that. Talk about three Pete's. Uh, what is the new? Uh, give hit hit the listeners here with the synopsis. Book drops today here. Yeah, well, so look, One True Patriot is is I think my best story yet. You know, uh, Man of War is my first book. All Out War is the second. Those are sort of you know filled uh, to the brim with action. But there's action and more in this book. There's more plot. There's more character development. Eric Steele is. He's got his back up against the wall facing a villain, a female assassin, the likes of which he's, ne he's never faced before. He's never seen anything like this during his time in the military or his operational time as a singleton operator as part of the Alpha program in the first two books. And the Alpha program, Eric's friends are just being decimated. He's losing everything that he ever fought to protect, people that he's loved and cherished his entire life. Uh, and he doesn't know who's doing it. It's all anonymous. There's a traitor in the mist, and Eric Steele is just sort of in the middle of all this chaos trying to figure it out. And I just feel like this is by far my best story. And I, I and, and look, as a writer, as a storyteller, you try to get better with every book, you know. 
Um, but I feel like this, this is just by far my best book. I'm really excited to share it with, with people. Awesome. Yeah. I got it right here. One true Patriot. Uh, nice. It's available now. I'll drop a link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can tap it, get on over there and get a copy. You may have to transition now uh, eventually from military thrillers to uh, political thrillers. I know. As, uh, <laughs> as we go on, Eric Steele may have to take a turn for the politics here yeah. sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I'm probably just going to have, I'm probably just going to live out my life fantasies through Eric, through Eric Steele, <laughs> you know, but. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited about it. One True Patriot's my best book yet, and there's going to come a time in this book where you realize the book is titled that specific way. Um, a lot of questions are going to be answered in this book for people. But I mean, I, I mean, it can be read standalone as well. So if you want to start with book three, you can. It doesn't affect anything. But um, yeah, I'm excited to share it. I'm excited to share it with people, and I'm excited to to promote it here on your podcast for my for my three P. The third. Yeah. Right. And if you ever decide to make the run at the White House, you better drop that announcement here on the show, Sean. That's, right? <laughs> That's not <laughs> happening. But then again, I said I, said I wasn't running for last year. So who, who knows, man? Who knows? Just, hey, life is crazy. Time to throw any, has there been any interest options for a Netflix series or anything like that to develop the book into a show, a series, a movie? There has been. There has been as well as with Outlaw Platoon. But I haven't pulled the trigger on any of it yet because I want to make sure that the creative integrity of the project is 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 protected, you know? So, um, it's not really about the money to me. It's just about getting it right. And so, but there has been, so hopefully, hopefully you'll see something, uh, within the, you know, within my lifetime with, with not, not just, you know, the Eric Steele saga, but also with Outlaw Platoon. Yeah. And now have you, have you thought ahead now to getting elected into and being a congressman, are you still going to have time to be able to put out more books or you have to put that on hold? (laughs) Well, right now I'm just I'm just focused on winning. <laughs> I'm like I'm like one day out, you know. I'm working on the fourth book now, and I think it's going to be really good. Um, um, but yeah, I, I haven't given I honestly haven't given that any thought whatsoever, <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, uh, what's it called? Um, what what is the uh, what is the campaign game plan? I know you're hitting it hitting it pretty hard. We got a short run here till November now. What kind of game plan do you have as far as the campaign? I mean, we're just we're just doing all the hard, unsexy work uh, of, of getting out there in the middle of a crazy pandemic. And, you know, that the, the pandemic, by the way, threw a wrench in our plans. Right. Like no more big rallies, no more in-person events for for at least a couple months. So, you know, we're getting creative, we're doing a lot of Zoom events, Skype events. But now we're just starting to get back out there. You know what we're doing? We're going door to door. We're knocking on doors. We're meeting people. We're doing backyard meet and greets where everything's outside. Everybody can stay spread out. Uh, the name of this game is to meet the people, be there by and for the people and represent them. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to outwork our opponent from now until election day and just continue to fundraise. I outraised Lamb in the second quarter. It's really difficult for a challenger to outraise an incumbent, uh, but we did it. And that's a testament to the people that are on board with this movement, you know, contributing to my campaign. Ultimately, Alec, I'm just a small part of this, man. Like, you know, I'm a very small part of a much larger movement. And you know, it's a blessing to be, it's a blessing to even have the opportunity to serve again. It really is. And so we're just going to keep working hard from now until Election Day and give this yeah. district back to the people. Definitely fun to watch, Sean. And uh, bringing it back to you as a dad here, what, what would you say are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids as they grow up here, Sean? Uh, you know, hard work and perseverance. I try to teach them to be positive. And sometimes sometimes that's not easy, man. I, I think you know, people forget how difficult it is to be a kid, you know, and you know, all the stressors that they that we faced in school. I got to tell you, bro, thank God we did not have social media growing up. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I mean, it's just everything right now is immensely more co- complicated for kids. They're expected to grow up far faster than we were. 
Um, and this pandemic, I feel bad for them. Everything was taken away from kids, their friends, their sports, their school. Uh, and, you know, the pandemic is sort of an esoteric concept. There's a virus out there. It could get you sick. And the kids are like, I just want to play sports. They're, they're little, right? And so they have a difficult time understanding it. So for me, being positive, the understanding and recognition that life throws you curveballs, right? And you just have to keep swinging for the fences. You have to keep working hard. You have to keep trying because, you know, staying positive, you know, that will allow you to do some truly extraordinary things in this world. If you just put your nose to the grindstone, stay focused on the mission uh, and, and ultimately getting the job done, it'll pay off dividends in this great country. Yeah, very well said. And, and the last thing we're going to hit you with here, Sean, it's the third time I'm hitting you on it. Uh, you probably touched on it a little bit there with your last statement. Uh, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? I, I'll tell you, like people, people ask, people ask you all the time, what's 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 more difficult, one kid or two kids with the transition, right? One to two, two to three, and I always say zero to one, man. Like you know, you go from no kids, a complete lifestyle shift, to you know, you drive down to the hospital with two people, right? And two days later, you drive home with three. Like, what <laughs> the heck just happened to my life? Uh, but my advice to new dads is just enjoy it. Love it. You know, because it just seems like yesterday I was holding my oldest kid. He's 11. Ho holding my oldest kids in my arm, just like looking at them thinking, I cannot believe I'm a dad. Love every second of it. You know, I used to hear my parents say, hey, well, you're my grandparents. Well, they grow up so quickly. And I used to laugh at that. It's so cliche. But there's a reason why it's it's cliche. It's true. Enjoy the time with your little kids, you know, and, and do everything that you can to spend real quality time with them, you know, because those are the moments that they're going to remember and they're going to build their they're going to they're going to build their life upon those memories. So just just take a deep breath, you know, and, and do everything you can to just spend time with and be with truly be with your kids, because that that will pay off. That will pay off in the long run. And you don't get that time back with them. Yeah, very well said. One True Patriot available now. Link is in the description of the podcast episode. Uh, candidate Sean Parnell, soon to be <laughs> Congressman Sean Parnell. You dads out there in Pennsylvania, get go and hit the polls. Uh, get Sean Parnell elected. This has been an honor for me, Sean. I love having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. You're a first-class father. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here in first-class fatherhood. Kidding me? We'll, we'll do it again next year, bro. I love being here with you. Thanks, bro. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Sean Parnell. It was such an honor to have him back on the podcast here. Please hit me up on Instagram or drop me a DM on Twitter. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. I got a lot more action coming your way here tomorrow on the podcast. Sean Hannity joins me on the show. Thursday, Hall of Fame linebacker Andre Tippett. And Friday, Medal of Honor recipient Bob Kerry. All right, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please go over to iTunes or Spotify and hit me with a rating and review, and come on back. we got a lot more coming your way. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who else will be joining me later this month. Got some real bangers coming your way. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.